Danny J. And I'm Jill Coleman. Welcome to the Best Life Podcast. Here, we talk about everything from success, money, relationships, and entrepreneurship to productivity, honest communication, positive psychology, and how to cultivate an abundance mindset. Make money, travel the world, deepen your relationships, live full out. This is the best life. Welcome to another episode of the Best Life Podcast. This is Jill Coleman. And Danny J. What is going on? I'm so ready to talk about this. Are you? We went on a walk this morning and got excited about what we were going to talk about. So Danny <laughs> said that she only wants to talk about subjects that get her a little bit triggered. And <laughs> triggered so or excited. So I get like ranty and passionate. Ranty and passionate, which mm-hmm. we like. Um, yeah, I'm excited <laughs> about this conversation too. I've actually talked about this quite a bit at Jill Fit and I am, this is a, actually kind of a question that we get sometimes, especially when we talk. So we did the one, we did the episode about how to deal with people or outgrowing people in your life. Mm-hmm. And so this is kind of like a next level, I would say is like the next iteration of that. And so we want to talk today about boom, boom, boom. Toxic people. Toxic people. So People who have radioactive cells in their body and they're radiating toxicity. (laughs) I can picture that. Um, Yeah, so we want to talk about toxic people because I think I hear this phrase thrown around quite a bit. And I have some personal issues with the phrase toxic people. And I know that you... Uh, want to dig into that. So I'm excited. Yeah, I know. Okay. So we get this all the time of even in the boundaries episode of people going, well, what if they're toxic? What if this person, no matter what I do, even as much as I try to be nice, I try to do all of the communication techniques I've learned. um, I, they're always negative. They always are creating drama. They're so toxic. What about that? Yep. And, you know, of course, funny enough, Jill was just talking to her boyfriend and was like, I'll tell you, just leave. What do you say? Just I just go, do you want to weigh in on that? Yeah. That's everybody we were talking about toxic people. He said, do you want to weigh in on that? And he goes, yeah, they suck. Get them out of your life. <laughs> and like that's Mic it. Drop. That's it. Yeah, I guess. I mean, I guess dudes are a little bit less complicated than us. <laughs> but I wanted to ask you, OK, why don't we just define what people mean when they say that? Like, what are the characteristics of a person typically that we think about when we go, oh, my God, that person is toxic? Yeah. So I actually just typed into Google a toxic and then, of course, it's put up person. And I was like, OK, there's little articles on this. And really, they're saying, how to identify toxic people or seven signs that someone is toxic. And it generally lists things like they're selfish. They're always creating drama. They're always negative, which just the word always in general is, you know, funny. I don't know. But they're always looking out for themselves. It's, it's just those kind of things. And I think that most people would say it's something along the lines of that, you know, being being negative. Um, I also saw things that said they're jealous or judgmental. They're maybe self, uh, they're, they have like an internal self-hate. They're never wrong. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a lot of crossover with narcissism, I feel like. Mm-hmm. So I had written down like kind of a list too. So I, a drama was there, selfish, narcissistic, negative, mean-spirited, pessimistic, yep. insecure, uh, defensive, deflecting not willing to communicate sometimes. So I think I feel like that list could describe me on any number of dates. (laughs) Dates? Days. Oh days. I was like days and dates? No. (laughs) You're very uh you're very optimistic on dates, I think. Yeah. Um no, but you know, so the context is normally I think it's easier sometimes when and it's not easy by any means, but it's easier to maybe if you're dealing with someone like this in a friendship capacity 
or a romantic capacity, that might be a little bit easier to let them go. But what happens when it's a family member and what happens if it's a coworker or a boss? I think that's where we kind of run into it. And that's the question that a lot of people ask me is like, but okay, Jill, I get that. But what if I can't get away from this person? And we can kind of talk about that too. I'm in a toxic relationship. I'm in a toxic work environment. That's another one I hear. I'm in a toxic marriage. I have a toxic friend. Um, Whenever I think about the word toxic, I I literally do think about uh, kind of like radiation. And I'm thinking, okay, if they are toxic, are they actually like spraying things on like you can't get away and it's so it's like rubbing off on you and suddenly you're negative too is that and I kind of I kind of think that's what people mean when they say someone's toxic like it rubs off on them yes so you're negative all the time so therefore I am around it and now I'm negative because of you you're making me that way and that's a big issue that I have with it I wanted to play devil's advocate because I know what you're going to say about toxic people so I was going to play devil's advocate but really how I feel is Nobody can control you. So if they're acting like a dick, if they're acting selfish, if they're always negative, that doesn't mean you have to be. That doesn't mean just because you're around them that it's rubbing off on you. Now suddenly you've got like the the germs of negativity and you can't control that because you can. Yeah. You know, I mean, I think I do think we'll talk about some caveats here in a second. But in general, the term toxic person or toxic people, it does rub me the wrong way only because I feel as though the concept of that is Mm self-righteous in a way. I feel like if I'm saying that that person over there is toxic, somehow I'm better than, Mm -hmm. somehow I'm um, superior to them. And I just have a problem with that in general because what I really feel is that, yes, maybe this person is insecure and those insecurities are manifesting in negativity, drama, pessimism, et cetera. But at the same time, it's like they're human too. You know, and it doesn't mean that they're bad. I think there's a kind of a difference between is the person insecure, pessimistic, uh, dramatic versus are they actually malicious? And Mm -hmm. I think sometimes I think we think that there's more people who actually have like ill intent and are more malicious than they actually are. I mean, like, yes, there's there's, um, you know, serial killers and like those people. Okay, that person is a toxic person. They're actually like something's wrong with them chemically. Right. So, yes, someone who is actively causing physical harm and inducing trauma, then that's like, but I think that we make that category a lot bigger (laughs) than it actually is. And so we're going, I don't like this interaction. This person is insecure. This person is negative. They're always causing drama. That's toxicity. I think that that's just your preference. You know, I think if you see someone as that, it's all true, by the way. It doesn't mean it's not true. It just means like, you just don't like them really. You just don't like being around them. Your preference is to maybe not be around them. Or to your point, your preference is to how can I inoculate myself from this person's negative energy? The the side of me that wants to argue with you, and I'm only arguing for the sake of arguing. I would only argue with this for the sake of arguing. But what if every like say it's a work a person at work? What if everyone agrees? Everyone agrees. It's unanimous that this person is toxic. Like we all just think. I don't even know how their mother loves them because they're just that bad of a and human. And there are those people, right? Like all of us kind of know that person. I usually call this part like, and again, I do hate this because it makes me feel like I'm like I'm the self-righteous one, like who I'm the one who gets to judge you. But remember this, they're judging us too. Mm-hmm. So they might look at us and go, that person's toxic. <laughs> so my whole point is a lot of this is subjective. Yeah. So I don't care how many people you get to agree with you. It's still subjective. You know what I mean? It's still subjective, but it doesn't mean you need to stay in that space. It doesn't mean that you need to be negative as well. It doesn't mean that you need to. And so I think there's some personal responsibility there that needs to happen. 
as well as some inoculation. Yep. And one of the things that you said about, you know, like not allowing their energy to tap into you, like mm-hmm. you have a say there. And I think a lot of us forget that. One of the, my favorite tools is actually from positive psychology researcher, Michelle Galen. And she has a book out. I forget what the name of the book is, but the concept is called The Power Lead. And basically it just means if you know that you're getting ready to interact with someone at work or a family member that you know is toxic, maybe it's, you know, it's uh, the holidays and you're heading into a situation where you're like, oh, like I just know I have to deal with this family member and they're always so negative. They're always about, they're always, they're always causing drama. If you know that you're going into that interaction, the power lead says you need to go high first. You need to come first with the good energy, with the good vibes, with the optimism, with like, I'm excited. So what would that look like? You're walking into a scenario, you know, this person is always going to be Debbie Downer. They're always causing drama. You need to come in with like, I'm so excited about what's going on in my life. I have this thing I'm doing, like it's going to be really amazing. And what that does is it minimizes the amount of wiggle room that the other person has to bring you down. It's awkward if like you're on this high and you're like this, 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 and this, and you're excited. And then someone's like, well, that would ever work. Like, yes, maybe that happens, but they're a lot less likely to go low or to go at maybe as low as they normally would if you're going high. So the power lead goes, come with the energy, come with the positive energy, come with that confidence, come with that conviction first. And when you do, it's the, because you and I both know, like, I don't really have that many toxic people in my life. Okay. Again, to argue the point, but Jill, what if I do that? What if I've tried? What if I've even like got affirmations and I've tried to make them happy and I've tried to get them to see my side what do I do if they just won't stop being constantly negative and they won't just... Well, here's to answer a question with a question. Can you ever control how someone else shows up? Really? No. So if you do the things that you think you should do, like I'm going to try and make them happy and they like that kind of person, there's nothing you could do to change them, really. So I think like the first step to... my boyfriend's point of like, there's nothing you can do to change that. Right. <laughs> yeah, so like at yeah. first you just go, the reality is that person is that way. Yeah. I want them to be different, but they're not. So that's falling in love with the reality of the situation. Yep. The Byron Katie stuff. Accepting going, what is. Yeah. Going, okay. The reality is this person's not going to change. <laughs> yep. So how can I change yep. to mitigate that interaction or manage it or navigate it or whatever that mm-hmm. is. So, and I think that we have a lot more of a choice than we think we do. You know, when we first talked about this, I had one person that come, came to mind. I'm thinking toxic people, toxic people. And the, there's one family member of mine, an aunt that I have, who I would say, if I was going to describe like a toxic person, I was thinking of this person and the the uh, characteristics that yep. I feel that she has. But she's has a husband who she's been married to for 20 her. years, loves her. Appreciates they have good her. friends. They're, so obviously she's not a toxic person. There's just toxic maybe interactions or behaviors in the interactions between people. So for me, I have more of an issue with calling a person that, and it's more like let's identify the behavior or the interaction. And I real and I we were saying this on the walk. I said maybe some people are just like oil and water; they just don't mesh together. It's like two magnets, and maybe it's just we're too much alike or you're too much alike. I think there's actually a lot to be said for people who don't get along, have a lot more in common and they're a lot alike. It's like two uh, magnets of the plus side, plus side together and they repel each other. And so I think that there's this, this idea that there are toxic people, but ultimately I think it's really toxic behavior because if you look at that person, I imagine someone in their life cares about them, kind of jokingly around about the unanimous thing and their mother doesn't even care about them, but somebody cares about them, their mom or or they've had a, a boyfriend or girlfriend in the past. I don't know. Somebody adores something about them, hopefully in the world. And 
that they just maybe have a a pattern of negativity and it's not necessarily even toxic the negativity it's just a pattern right yeah I think just behavioral patterns it's a pattern and I I agree with you I think there's much more likely to be a toxic interaction because like you said you know someone who we see as toxic obviously they might get along perfectly well Mm -hmm. with someone else so it's more of a like not necessarily that they're a person I think one of the kind of hallmarks or one of the reasons why someone might be dramatic, might be pessimistic, might be negative is because they're dealing with a lot of insecurities Mm -hmm. and like ego stuff. So that's where the defensiveness comes out. So if you're dealing with someone who's constantly defensive and constantly uh, like deflecting and blame and and blaming and complaining and stuff, if you're dealing with someone like that, I can tell you that like they're the degree to which they defend is linear to the degree of insecurities that they have. Because think about it, like if you feel confident and you feel like, you know, confident in yourself, you're probably going to let things just roll off of you because you just know that like you're good. You don't feel that uh, you don't feel threatened by someone else. So if you're seeing someone and you're interacting with someone who has a lot of those defensive, deflecting, blaming, complaining tendencies, I don't know. This is my like high level strategy and it's not always easy. I give, I like pity them. Like I give them the benefit of the doubt and I can see where they're really struggling so I don't need to take it personally anymore. Mm-hmm. I think that's where it dissipates for me. Like the, that person is so toxic. And if I find myself getting heated, I have to check myself and go like, why can't I just see that they're fucking struggling? Yeah. Like they're struggling. And yes, does that put me at like this more elevated, evolved place? Maybe. But I'm, I can see that they're just not confident, that they're dealing yeah. with some insecurities that luckily I'm not at that level. Like I've, I've kind of maybe been a little bit more evolved so I can actually show them kindness. It's funny when you get to that like triggered place of they're so toxic, it makes, it it almost takes the responsibility off you because if they're toxic, then there's nothing I can do about it. There's nothing that I can do. There's nothing I can say. And that's another issue I have is just taking any responsibility away from yourself and the interaction of it because you do have control over how much you see someone, talk to someone, how you interact with them, how much you allow them into your life. So when you put that like, well, they're so toxic, it's like, but where can I be responsible for this interaction? It, yeah. That just doesn't, not that it doesn't make sense to me. It just kind of, for me, it just doesn't quite compute. And one of these articles that I was looking at, the subtitle is, it says the eight things toxic people have in common and how they make you feel and what you can do about it. And I used to have this argument with my mom when I was like eight years old. I'd be like, you make me so mad. And she's like, I didn't make you mad. You chose to be mad. And I would get so pissed about that. (laughs) But it was a good lesson for me over and over of nobody can make you feel a certain way. So if these people are toxic, how they make you feel and what you can do about it. I like the twist of what you can do about it because there is only you can only do only you can do something about it. Actually, they can't do something about it. And I think once you judge someone as toxic, kind of no matter what they do, even if they change, you might already have a preconceived idea of who they are, what they're doing. Maybe they're being real to you and you think they're manipulating you because that's your judgment of them. So really there's nothing they can do. You have to make the choice to look at it differently. Yeah. So I agree. One of the things that I wrote down was, you know, that we see these people as maybe out to hurt us. Mm -hmm. And then I'm like, but isn't feeling hurt a choice? Right. Like there isn't feeling hurt a choice. And so this, I think is a good seg into, I feel like we kind of talked about what if you just like can't get away from these people? Mm-hmm. They're family members or they're coworkers or it's a boss of yours. like Or a Siamese twin. I mean, short of just like <laughs> leaving, the fr- like leaving the family, leaving the job. Like, right. You know what I mean? So, but what about these interactions that we see that people stay in them voluntarily, whether it's a romantic relationship or a friendship? 
and they're constantly complaining about the person. And yet they have maybe a little bit more autonomy in those relationships. Say that again. (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, wait, was that a question? So we talked about the group of people who's like, okay, but Jill, it's my coworker. I can't get away from them. Yeah. What about the people who stay? But what about people you actually like could get away from and yet you voluntarily stay in a romantic relationship with someone who you're complaining about Mm -hmm. constantly. You have a friendship with someone that you're complaining about constantly and you see them as maybe a toxic person, but you don't, and you have autonomy in those relationships. But you don't do anything. I think you have to go and really get introspective and say, what am I getting out of this? I've got to be getting something out of it, whether it's feeling better than them, which could be, you know, it's like why a lot of people watch Jerry Springer. Maybe it's hilarious. Yeah, I forgot about that. (laughs) You know, like just this thing of you, there's somebody who's like worse off than you. So you keep that friend around, even though you can't stand them. It gives you something to talk about with someone else. It gives you a reason to interact. Maybe it like your network is just revolved around gossiping about this person. I mean, you're getting something out of it. So you have to ask, what am I getting out of it? If that person left, what would I have to talk about anymore? If that person left, who would I be better than now? Or if that person, I wasn't around, what, you know, there's got to be something you're getting out of that relationship. Totally. I totally agree. And I had written down, are we addicted to the drama? Mm-hmm. I think sometimes, especially in romantic relationships, if we're always at that very like heightened emotional level, then it, if you don't have that, it feels like maybe it's not love. Yeah. Maybe it's not serious or maybe we don't care enough about each other if we don't have that like high emotion. Do you remember that show? I love New York. It was on VH1. It was, it was just a drama dating show. But I remember that chick, and obviously it's for TV and drama, but she was constantly just stirring up stuff. And I think that those kind of relationships exist. I think people do actually want that kind of stuff because it's maybe they, they're adrenaline junkies. I don't know. But yeah, there like is a, there's something that's exciting about about the drama. There's something exciting. Even if I, like, I don't work in an office anymore. Um, but you know, sometimes there's that one person who is like the one that always does stupid stuff and it just gives you something to look forward to like, Oh great. This person again, but what else you're bored at work? There's nothing else going on. So you're like this toxic person. Guess what they did today. It gives you something to talk about. Yeah, no, I agree. And sometimes in those like friendships, those romantic relationships, you know, I have also seen girlfriends who stay in maybe a toxic interaction or a toxic relationship. Not that the person, the other person is toxic, just mm-hmm. like maybe it's not a fit yep. because they have fallen in love with the potential of the person. Yeah, They go, if I can just maybe, if I can impact change, if I can make them see, and they, they kind of hold on to that, like the person could be the one, but they're just not. And so they're kind of like, and so they might stay in a relationship a little bit longer based on the potential of the relationship, but not the actual like reality of the relationship. I think that one comes down to also back to like one of the earlier episodes of teaching people how to treat you. I found that probably in the past in my old life when my mom and I did not get along as uh, at all, I would have called that a toxic relationship and it's changed and we would can you have call it her toxic. Probably. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think I would have used, I didn't know that term back then. Because I don't think everything, she was the one who was wrong. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, and this is, of course, when I'm in high school. Um, But I, I, like I said, I don't think there was like, I don't think toxic people was a term back then. At least I didn't know it. But I would have said that if I was on the outsider looking and that was a toxic relationship, we were both constantly antagonizing each other. I'd say something to upset her. She'd say something to upset me. There was a lot of manipulation on both sides. But... Ultimately, I learned that we do 
teach people how to treat us. And I was participating in her treating me bad. I was participating in the way that she was treating me and I was allowing it to, I was reacting and therefore giving her more reason to treat me the way she was treating. And it just went into this crazy circle and so it became this get, toxic tie. How do you tie. get out of that cycle? That, like, yeah. Cause you guys have these interactions, right? Like yep. you have, she does this and then you do this. And all of us who have been in a long-term romantic relationship have those, right? Like they do this and then you do this yep. and then that causes them to do this. <laughs> we have these, like my spiritual coach calls it a dance. Yeah. It's, it's almost like um, Jenga. You're like taking from the bottom, putting one on top, except it just never falls down. You just keep stacking and stacking and stacking. <laughs> I think going back to the teaching people how to treat you episode is deciding, one, you have to make a decision. Do you want this to stop being the way it is? Do you want to end the interaction? Do you want it to be better? Do you want it to be different? You have to decide because you get to have this relationship be whatever it it is or can be, right? So if you're just like, no, I just don't really need this person in my life. I don't, I have enough friends. I have enough people that I talk to. Why do I even continue? You can always end a relationship. But if you do, like it's your mother or your sister or your sibling or something, and you do want that, you have to start to ask yourself, would I rather be right? <laughs> or would I rather have peace? Yes. And I think yes. ultimately, if you decide you'd rather have peace, then you could maybe not do the thing that triggers them yep. and then slowly kind of pull back the curtains and see like maybe I can have a different conversation and it's not going to happen overnight especially if you have patterns of interacting with each other that are constantly jabbing 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 and it may not change because they may not want to which you have to swallow your pride at, yeah. like, at one point you know and kind of like give them the benefit of the doubt even though you like don't want to give it to them so but we did talk a little bit about when we talked about, you know, outgrowing people, like when do you leave or like when do you, and so is there a point at which, like I know you mentioned it's okay to end a friendship, but if you're ending it because you're like, fuck them, like, is that healthy? I mean, I'm not going to say it's healthy or unhealthy. It depends. <laughs> I guess it really depends on some things I think there is a line you get to decide, but I think there can be a line that's finally the final, like the final straw or the line in the sand that someone crosses and you're like, you know what? That's it. And I don't think that's not, that's not healthy. Not, not healthy, not unhealthy. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah I, I don't necessarily think that's a bad thing. Um, I think it's the, not the path of, well, it's well, the path of least resistance like, to grow. Fuck that person. Fuck that person. Yeah. Like, then like, all of a sudden, like, I don't know, if I'm constantly it, feeling as if I'm surrounded by assholes, like, I might be the asshole. Well, I was going to say, there's the common denominator is you, if that's continually happening. And it's not the path to growth, right? I would rather, instead of saying, fuck you, having a conversation and maybe, I don't want to say, there's this book called, we were just talking about conscious relationships, but it's like the conscious breakup or conscious divorce. Uncoupling. Or yes, uncoupling. I mean, you can have a conscious uncoupling of the friendship or have a conversation and let like peace be with you, you know, whatever. Amen. But I don't necessarily think that just cutting ties immediately is a bad thing. Sometimes I think you need to do that. I don't think that's the correct response in everything. And if you do that all the time, I'd say that you have a pattern and that's something that you need to look into on yourself. Like you need to shine a mirror going, everyone why am I cutting off every wrong. person? Right. Because not everyone else can be wrong. Yeah. Right. So if you find yourself being like this, like chances are you might be the toxic person <laughs> in those relationships. Boom. You know what I mean? So, and again, I don't, I think some, I think assigning moral value to one person being good and one person being bad is silly. Cause I don't see it that way. Unless again, it's like this like trauma situation 
physical harm situation, non-consent situation, whatever. But, you know, I think it's okay to leave a relationship. But even if you decide ultimately that that's the right path for the relationship, I don't want this person in my life anymore. I still think that there it's worth doing some introspection work, even still. And just 100%. go, oh, like, what, what was it about this relationship that, like, I just can't, like, that I don't, I don't want them in my life anymore. Again, that's totally fine. Yep. Whatever you decide. But I think don't miss the opportunity to ask yourself what was triggering about that relationship to you because chances mm-hmm. are your trigger is going to be where some of maybe your insecurities are coming from. Yep. And also looking forward, I know for me, if there's an end in a relationship of, I don't want to repeat patterns, especially if something hurt me. I don't want that to happen again and again and again. Nobody likes to learn the same lesson over and over. So what was it about me? Why was I hanging around this person? What? Yeah. Like you said, just doing some introspection and going, okay, let's, let's take a, like, let's dissect this. Like we're in high school with the frog, cut it open, take a look at the pieces, observe it, not judge it and just go, okay, maybe next time I can be, I can have, I can teach someone how to treat me earlier on so that this doesn't happen. Because I also have seen negative people in a workplace or toxic people in a workplace that everyone else can't stand and I get along with. And I do believe part of that is because I, I think I have pretty good people skills and I've learned a lot about like different personality types and learning how to talk to people. And I think when you can come at people in the way that they feel honored or respected, that they will bend over backwards for you, even if everyone else thinks that they're toxic. So maybe start to look at how to work with different personalities because you could actually be like that person's BFF, even though everybody else can't stand them. Totally. You know, and if you guys are, have not listened to the episode on teaching people how to treat you in boundaries, I think that's probably a good place too, because, you know, again, if someone is treating you in a way that you don't appreciate, then you do have a say. Mm -hmm. And I think blanketing them as just like they're bad or I'm better than, or they're, you know, toxic. I think it's a little bit of a mistake, but I love this conversation. Yeah. So all you toxic people out there can go. (laughs) Everyone should leave. You're toxic. Get the fuck out. Um, All right, guys. Obviously, we want to know what you think about this stuff. We are doing more and more episodes based on the feedback that we're getting and some of the conversations that we're seeing. This stuff is really juicy. Not the lightest topics, but I think it's interesting. If you guys think it's interesting, uh, share with us on social media. Let us know what you think. If you are liking these kind of smaller mini episodes on specific things, let us know that. We always love to give feedback. Make sure you guys subscribe and leave a review on iTunes so that we know what you all think. Thank you for your reviews. All right, you guys. We'll see you next time. Bye.